Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. I am Deb McCollum. And thank you for joining us again. We always appreciate you guys listening, and uh, hopefully there's still a bunch of you out there. It okay. seems like it, based on the numbers that we see, it seems oh, like there's good. still people listening, which is good. Oh, good. We're okay. at this point, I don't know, we're probably about 15 or 16 episodes deep, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I heard something the other day that really just motivated me and inspired me. Uh-huh. They were saying that as far as people who like want to start podcasts, a lot of times they kind of just die out after like 15 episodes. Mm. I think it was 15 or 20 episodes just because sometimes I don't know if people realize what a time commitment it is. Right. So I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. No. I'm too stubborn when it comes yeah. to that. So <laughs> we have to make it to at least like 300. I don't yeah, know. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no, Josh does pretty good because I'm, if I, He's usually the one texting me, okay, are we doing this date? Okay, let's do this date. And I'm like, oh, yes. And so our calendar fills up. And so he does, thank goodness for you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Every once in a while, I I ask him, oh, wait, are we bought like every once in a while, but it's mostly him. Yeah, well, (laughs) and that's scheduling it. But you're always, you're always right there, ready to record. There have been a couple of times where I think we almost, we both almost forgot. It's like, oh, we need to record. Yes. So it's almost happened, but for the most part, it's been really good. It's been every week since we started that we've been releasing. Yeah, one a week, right? Like I said, I'm determined. I'm not going to be one of the one of those uh, podcasts that just flames out after so many. But right. I get, I do get it though. I understand how it could happen. Right. Well, because... yeah. Well, there's there's planning, there's preparation. Like there, I'm learning, you're learning, and right. there's um, deleting of episodes that we totally mess up on, and we have to do it all over again. But that hasn't happened for a long time. It hasn't. So we've been doing good. So. Yes. Let's keep that streak going. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, no one cares about these things. These are our problems. No, no one cares about if that. If no one's listening either, that's okay. It's like, we don't care just... if you record or not. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are still podcasting? I thought this thing died out already. So um, so if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Anyways, we'll, we'll get going. So right. today uh, we want to talk about adversity, mm-hmm. uh, something that's obviously huge in sports. I mean, how many times do you see like an ESPN 30 for 30 uh, like an ESPN Sports Center feature on an athlete or coach that has gone through tremendous adversity. You see it all right. the time, and that's part of the reason why we love sports shows, mm-hmm. sports movies, is because so much of the time, mm-hmm. the drama that's built into those sports stories is because mm-hmm. of adversity. Some mm-hmm. some athlete or coach had to overcome overcome something, right? You know, really difficult, mm-hmm. and then the triumph tied right. into their athleticism. It's just always amazing, and it's like those tearjerker movies, you know, like, the ones that give you the chills, like The Blind Side. The Blind Side. That's I mean, you can classic, name oh, yeah. you can name any of those movies. Oh, totally. It's like there's there's mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. and uh, so obviously it's a huge part of sports, and we wanted to talk about that from yeah. a couple of different perspectives. But um, you know, as a coach, how do you handle it? And then you know, when you're talking to your athletes, how do you guide them along the process of mm-hmm. handling adversity? And something I think we've mentioned before in conversation is especially in high school sports or college sports, you know, the crazy thing is you're dealing with everyday life too. So mm-hmm. it's not just the sport. So there's moments where, you know, the adversity you're facing is, Hey, we're on a, a four or five game losing streak. We're really struggling. We're not right. playing well as a team. Mm-hmm. That's some adversity. Mm-hmm. And then you also have, you know, larger issues you've had in the past. You've had teams locally where an athlete may have taken their own life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Their life was taken in a tragic car accident. Um, everything in between you've had, you know, situations where, you know, there were, there were murders committed and that, that person that was murdered played football for a certain school. You know, the, the word adversity really spans a large group of things. And so, you know, um, it it can be really jarring, I think for a coach to deal with that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, um, yeah, because anything can happen from either the coach side, someone in the coach's family, and then the coach is dealing with something, the assistants. So even someone, um, let's say that someone that um, the team knows as a whole and is not even on the team and it affects the whole, there, yeah, there's all kinds of, it's like a blanket area. I think that's why we decided to do a whole podcast on adversity. We yeah. touched on adversity yes. on one of our previous ones and right. we're like, we got to talk about this more. There's a lot in here that um, yes. I don't know that it's talked about a lot I don't know maybe it is amongst teams because it's not something mm. that especially if it doesn't have anything to do with just the game 
things outside of the game, it's sometimes it's not talked about until it happens. And then right, that's a good point. And then yeah. and then they just I mean, and teams and then they just learn to deal with it. But anyway, we just wanted to talk about a few things to um, I guess get you started um, if something should something happen. And you can also apply this to wins and losses on the field too. It can be applied to any type of adversity. Yep, definitely. So um, I think that was that was a pretty serious intro, but I think <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the stuff that we are going to be talking about is probably probably going to be more you know related to competition and all of that. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. it could touch on you know more serious yeah. things too. But right. you know, again, we found a, an article that we really liked. Yeah. Uh, it's from Coach AD mm-hmm. or Coach and AD dot com. Yeah. And so again, like we try to do, we'll uh, add that link in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And there's 10 strategies to help coaches and athletes defeat adversity. You know, we were looking through some of these things we've touched on in the past, um, mental toughness, uh, those types of things. We're probably not going to talk about those things too much, but we picked out a few that we really liked. And um, and it was interesting because the first one is just taking things one step at a time. Yeah. It's pretty simple, but... I think it would be difficult. I think it's difficult sometimes when you are in a, a tough situation. Right. So, like I said, say you're you're coming off a couple of really tough losses. Yeah. And sometimes I think your first thought is, okay, we need to look at everything that's ha- been happening and yeah. try to fix everything. Right. I don't think it's possible. Right. It's sometimes it's better to like the title says, one step at a time, to focus on just the small things in front of you um, and deal with them in small chunks. Right. Instead of looking at the big picture. Like, for example, um, I know that when I was coaching, of course, our goal is always to win a section title. That's always our big goal. Right. But, um, but yeah, there are, there are parts in our season, whether it's at the beginning or middle or even end, where we are struggling. And then all of a sudden, our focus needs to be narrow mm-hmm. to, um, we, will, we even, like in the softball world, we even just say one pitch at a time. Okay, just let's just focus on one pitch at a time. You know, something right. so small. Right. Um, and then you know, once you take care of the small things, then the big picture comes together. It's basically basically like a puzzle, right? Yeah. If you look at a like a, a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. and you think, okay, how do all these pieces fit together? Right. It's never gonna work. Right. Maybe yeah. if you if it does for you, then you're a genius, and that's <laughs> incredible. But it's just it's impossible to do. You have to look at okay, how does this piece fit with this piece? How does this mm-hmm. piece fit with this piece? And as you start piecing it together, right, then it, it kind of puts a whole a whole puzzle together, a whole picture together. Yeah. Well, and like, and like you said, for so you guys at over at Sheldon, mm-hmm. um, you guys are used to having a lot of success. Yeah. You guys have had a lot of section titles that way. So that's yeah. interesting too, because I think adversity looks different for the teams that have different amounts of success, right? Right. A team that isn't used isn't used to winning mm-hmm. that's a certain kind of adversity it's like okay how do we how do we shift the culture to become a winning program right right but then you have a, a team like sheldon who's very used to winning mm-hmm. and when you experience that adversity if yeah. you have say you have a, a girl who's been there since a fre- since a freshman mm-hmm. she for those first three years she's only uh, experienced success mm. we'll say that senior year it starts off kind of bumpy. Right. She's like, well, this is weird. Yeah. Am I, am I at Sheldon right now? I'm not used <laughs> to this. And it's a different adversity. And yeah. it kind of, I think an athlete in that situation may, it, it could bec- become overwhelming. Where right. Like they want to try to fix everything. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. This is just part of the game. You guys mm-hmm. aren't used to it. Yeah. But when this happens, mm-hmm. take it one step at a time and we'll get back on track to our winning ways. Right. So it's just, it's interesting depending on what the, where your program's at and, right. and how, you know, the season's been going. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and then the more that they deal with it, the more resilient they become, the yeah. more, you know, the team, the coaches, the athletes as individuals, and they learn to work through it and realize that this is okay. I've gotten through this, you know, I've gotten through my hitting slump. So now I can get through, um, this season of I'm making all these errors on the field now, you know, right. now I can, it's okay. It can be fixed. I just need to focus on just one thing. And so, um, yeah, it, absolutely. it makes a team become very resilient, I think. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, um, well, you know, and you kind of touched on this a little bit. Oh, did you have something else to say? Hold on, but okay, 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 cool. I gave him a look. I don't, <laughs> or maybe it was just me. I don't know. <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so you kind of, you kind of touched on this a little bit. The positive yeah. self-talk yeah. is another point. It's kind of a, yes. it's kind of a big deal because in those mm-hmm. moments of adversity, mm-hmm. and again, it goes to the, I think it just goes into the mental toughness thing. You have to right. almost tell yourself, Hey, I can't think, I can't think about the adversity as a negative thing. I need to think about, okay, how do I get through it? And how do I use this to become better? Right. 
Yeah, and it's it's a mental game for sure. Like right. you, I I wrote down in my notes, obstacles equal op, equals opportunities. <laughs> and so yeah. to think of it that way is that you know this is something, this is an obstacle in front of me. Let me use this as an opportunity to get better. But a lot of athletes and even coaches, we get in our own heads and we start to go in our downward spiral of negative self-talk, whether it's yeah. internally or externally. Um, and so it's very, I think, effective to practice positive self-talk within your team. Um, mm-hmm. Switching from, and the article talks about this, switching from um, being negative and um, being defeated to a more positive and being able to conquer self-talk. Because right. um, that, yeah, it's a mental game. Um, you know, and then there's um, a little, if you guys, if anyone ever looks at the article, they have this cool, they have this nice little circle flow chart. Um, it yeah. all starts with your thoughts and your beliefs. Your thoughts turn into your attitude. Your attitude turns into your actions and behaviors, which turns into a result or a consequence. So if you are thinking negatively, you will probably perform negatively. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and then, then the results, the results and consequences go back and affects your thoughts and uh-huh. beliefs. And so it goes a, full circle. Yeah. And it's a nonstop cycle. Yeah. And so, you know, it's beneficial right. if you can stop that cycle, the yeah. negative side of that cycle as soon as possible and right. just create the more positive attitude. And right. yeah, and I do think, you know, sometimes I feel uh, something I've mentioned in team talks that I've done mm-hmm. is that sometimes we look at challenges or obstacles or difficulties as almost like landmines mm-hmm. where we have to get from point A to point B, but we're looking at it like we have to avoid these landmines that could blow up at any time. Mm. And so we're kind of carefully tiptoeing around them, trying to avoid every single oh. one. And it's really just slowing us down when yeah. instead of looking at looking at them like landmines, it should be like, like kind of you said, it's like almost like stepping stones that yeah. each one you conquer is another step up and uh-huh. another step up and another step up. So by the time you get to the end of those challenges mm-hmm. that you're facing in the moment yeah. you can look back it's like okay i haven't just gone forward but i've gone forward and up like right. almost like a staircase mm-hmm. um but i think we have to make that distinction because in my opinion those obstacles and challenges it's not like those are literally landmines that are going to explode if you mess up right it's almost like it just it's your mind like mental yeah. toughness it's, yeah. it's all in your head and it's like, okay if you can get right. through it right you'll you'll become stronger and better for it and right. again the the severity of the adversity you know, will affect that. And it's not always easy, but if we can kind of train our minds to think, okay, no, 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 these aren't, these aren't going to explode on me. These are yeah, steps. Life will better. not end. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, and yeah, the positive self-talk, self-talk is difficult sometimes as an yeah. athlete. Oh, you totally. know, there's moments where, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, especially, you know, us coming from the baseball, softball world, yeah. there's certain sports, baseball, softball, golf, Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably others that I'm not thinking of that the harder you try, yeah. the worse it goes. You're going to grip the bat tighter, mm-hmm. makes it worse. You grip yeah. the ball tighter, makes it worse. I'm mm-hmm. sure in golf, I don't golf at all. <laughs> I've done, like, I've, I'm assuming. I've done it like nine holes one time and it was really bad. I think one time I golfed, um, I did nine holes and it was for an assignment at school because I got my okay, degree yeah. in kinesiology and I took a golf class. Um, I think I lost all my balls by hole seven. <laughs> Like they were gone because I, from my that softball was, background, yeah. I was, a, I could drive the ball really well, sure. but then they'd be gone and I'm, I don't know where they went and it's on a, to it's the a, next hole. It's a horrible feeling. <laughs> I get why people, I, I'll say this. I get why people love golf. Yeah. Um, but I also get why people say it's so frustrating. Yeah. But again, like you try, the harder you try, yeah. I think it's just going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's with all sports, you know, the more you yep. press, the worse it's going to get. So mm-hmm. I think having that positive self-talk right. can kind of help eliminate that. Right. You know? Yeah. When we we call the athletes that that I've coached that do that with a negative self talk, and they don't even have to say anything, we can just see just their at just the way they carry themselves for the rest of the game. Right. We call them energy suckers. <laughs> We're like, don't sure. be an energy like don't like you don't. It's not it's not you saying anything negative because they'll say what I didn't say anything. I'm like, but you look at you like the, body you, the way yeah, your body language, yeah. the way you're not hustling. That like it does not have to be externally. It's definitely you could totally tell she's she's inside her head and being negative to herself, which her teammates see that and then they feed off of it. So it, that's a vicious cycle. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> we, we coaches hate that. Um, um, yeah, the, another point was, um, and this kind of goes with positive self-talk is just helping one another, um, you know, just be a good team, teammate and, and pick your teammates up and, a co- you know, as a coach too, um, 
I think that's difficult. Um, oh, sure. That can be difficult because we sometimes all we want to do is yell at them right. and tell them right. that they did an awful job and this is why. But as sure. coaches, I mean, again, it depends on who you talk to. And um, so anyway, um, you know, some athletes can take it and some athletes need more positive self-talk. Um, right. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another point um, is visualization. Um um, this one, I don't think we're going to talk about that one too much, but, um, cause we don't care about it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we don't care about visualization. We don't no. believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like it's a big, it's a huge part of the yeah. game for sure. Well, I think that also ties into positive self-talk because you yeah. visualize, you know, what, where you want yourself to be. Like that's part exactly. of the visualization process. Exactly. If you keep visualizing the mistakes you made or your, your team's losing, or you keep focusing on those negative things and that's where you're going to stay instead of visualizing yourself um, overcoming those obstacles and being better and pushing through it, then that's what you will do most likely. Yes. Whatever it is you visualize. Absolutely. And I'm sure, I mean, uh, you know, if you're you're a basketball player at the free throw Mm -hmm. line and you know you've missed the last four four free throws, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not really mentally tough and if you're not not focused on the visualization and the uh, positive self-talk, then yeah, those four miss free throws are probably going to haunt you at the line and it's going to be mm-hmm. difficult or you know whatever sport you may play right um so no absolutely visualization visu, vis- <laughs> you almost made it dang it that one <laughs> point, point four whatever that was you guys know what i'm trying to say visualization there you go all right good job josh pause and say i'm giving you positive my degrees in communications good job thank you i appreciate it <laughs> I'm going to have a tough time the rest of this podcast not visualizing uh, my mistakes. About- <laughs> we are struggling with our allergies today, people. Oh, I'm we telling keep, you. We keep drinking water every two seconds. If, if, when Josh is talking and I'm not, I'm drinking my water. It's a water, water break. <laughs> and the allergies are, oh, yeah. they're the worst. I was out walking yesterday and you take, you take like medicine every day. Yeah. And I'm just hoping it works. And some days it's like, nah, allergies are just too strong. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm not breathing well. It's not yeah. good. So. Yeah. Anyways, small tangent. We're, That's we're, right. We're bringing it back. <laughs> we're bringing it back. We're going to push through the adversity of getting over these allergies. Yes, this week. we'll make it through. No yeah, problem. We'll do. Oh, it's no problem. Okay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, another, I mean, this article, I mean, a lot of it is about mental toughness um, yeah. because it even talks about like pushing past the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, obviously the physical. I think athletes right. do well, very well, I would say, pushing past physical pain. I think they thrive off of that actually you know there's sure. that i know i know um athletes who you can cut their leg off and they'll be like okay just right. it's okay i'm fine put me back on the field i, I didn't need just anyways put me, give, yeah give me a band-aid yeah i right. didn't need it yeah um but it's the mental um pain that is hard for them to push past so right right yeah um no that's good yeah. uh, another one was focus focus on the why yeah which is what we talked about if you have a reason for what you're doing if you have mm-hmm. um a group of people that you're competing for, if you have a cause that you're fighting for, you're going to be able to push yourself further than you ever thought you would. Right. Um, I, I think there's some people that, sure, they can probably push themselves just for themselves, but I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, if you give them a cause to fight for, right. that it's going to really do something to them uh, mm-hmm. internally that's going to allow them to push themselves further. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, understanding your why or even having a why is really important. Right. You know, it's like, why do you compete? Why do you push yourself out here? You know, why do you uh, show up to class every day? What do you, mm-hmm. what's your, your dreams? Why do you want to achieve right. this dream or that dream? Right. Um, understanding your why is, is really right. important. Yeah. And um, I think if you, if you can do that, then you do, I think it helps keep a lot of momentum moving right. forward. Right. I think so too. And there's also, and, um, coaches and teams need to, I mean, and this goes without saying too, but sometimes it just needs to be said that there is no positive without negative, you know, in, in the game and in life, we need that contrast. Sure. It's like, you know, like in the game, there, there's always going to be obstacles. That is why the, um, the wins feel so good. It's because if everyone want, if everyone wins, <laughs> right? It's like what's what's the big deal? What's the sure. point? So that you know, that's why there are in the game um, sense. There's there's a loser of the t- and there's a winner. You know, someone has right. to win. So when you do struggle, and we're just using losing as an example, when you do struggle with that as a team, when you do put when you push through those challenges and you fix what you need to fix, like one small step at a time, and then you start to win, it becomes so much more satisfying. Yes. So yeah. 
Right. Well, and I think that kind of goes into the something we've talked about at the combine before is the participation trophy yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an, I saw an article the other day about that, and it was kind of interesting because um, obviously, like the particip- the idea behind that is you know if everybody gets a, a participation trophy, then it, it kind of does dilute the person who won or the the right. achievement of of winning the article i did read was kind of crazy because they the example that they used of that coach was like well if you didn't win you're all losers like that's that's a little strong coach (laughs) i didn't like that example um seemed a little intense like ricky bobby if you're not first you're last that's exactly it that's a good yeah that's a good point that's probably his inspiration (laughs) so that was a little strange maybe a little intense but i think the idea of the participation trophy um culture is probably true you know if if you, everybody gets the participation trophy, then does it really place the, the correct value on winning or getting to your best? Or like you said, if you don't win, right, then it kind of gives you an idea of what you need to work on to mm-hmm. get to that point. It's not right. it's like, it makes you realize it's not going to come easy. Sometimes in mm-hmm. life, you lose. Right. And yeah. not saying you should be okay with it, but right. you should learn how to learn from it. Right. You know, if you lose and you don't <laughs> learn anything, then, right. then yeah, you just lost. Right. If you lose and then try to take something away from it and get better from it, then it's only going to make you better. It's one of those obstacles mm-hmm. or those stepping stones that we talked about. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, I think that's really good. Having the positive and the negative, they balance each other and you can't yeah. have one without the other. Right. That's that contrast there. Right. And, and not so much being okay with, um, with, Oh, we lost, you know, that's okay. You know, not, not that part, but it's, um, I think it's about, um, just knowing that that's going to happen <laughs> right? and just, and like you said, just learning from it from there and not right. seeing it as an end all type situation. Yes, like my exactly. life's over, the world's going to end, you know, but, um, yeah, although like, it feels like that sometimes, but right. just knowing that there are stepping stones to take as a team, um, as a coaching staff to push, push past the pain, push past, you know, um, you know, count the minor victories, um, going through that mental strength, visualiz- visualization. See, I had struggled with saying that That's word right. too. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both, yeah. Um, yeah, just going through all <laughs> of those me. steps um, in order to um, achieve a goal. And yeah, you need that contrast, yeah. I think, for sure, in life. Yeah, well, I think it, it on the winning side too, you know, yeah. you may win one day, uh-huh. and I think you should learn how to appreciate those victories because yeah. the next day you may not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you just take winning for granted, mm-hmm. you know, it's, the crazy thing is there's some people, some athletes out there that have never been part of a winning program. Right. And so yeah. they, they've always kind of had to deal with that adversity of losing. Right. Right, and there's right. some athletes that have been out there that have always been on a winning program. Mm-hmm. And so they don't necessarily know what it's like to right. like truly be in a, a struggling situation and so you know i think it's really good on both sides you got to learn how to deal with losses and move on from them and then as far as winning appreciate it because it's not always going to be like that you're not always going to win and celebrate yeah yeah celebrate those wins and absolutely well that's that last point that was just kind of interesting oh yeah yeah just rewarding yourself um and your team you know when you know if you're going through a difficult adversity Mm -hmm. and there's small victories within that celebrate them because i think that will create a positive environment it will create a positive mindset and give you something to build on you know if you're so focused on the negative and there's no reward for anything then it's probably not gonna work out well right but you know i think rewarding those small victories is probably a good thing right i think so too yeah so absolutely you know all that being said those are just some very general terms like or uh, uh points but We'll post those that link in the notes, yeah. like I said. But you know, as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, um, sometimes that adversity becomes much greater. It, it gets it becomes greater than the game. It's it's more difficult than just the game. And you know, I think there's a lot of athletes out there that are probably dealing with a lot of difficult situations, whether it be their home life, uh, whether it be you know something physically that they're dealing with. Um, maybe mentally, emotionally they're dealing with. And uh, so that being said, uh, obviously, Deb, you and I have talked about this um, off the mics and you've, I think you've kind of briefly mentioned it in the past. I think I did. I think so. I think in one episode or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But when you, as you were kind of going throughout your softball career, um, and I believe, I'll let you tell the story, but I think it was late high school, early college. Yeah. uh, You dealt with something pretty difficult in your Mm -hmm. life. And so, um, I just wanted to give you a, kind of an opportunity to share with everybody because it is, um, 
it's pretty important. And I don't know, obviously not everybody knows this about you. So, um, yeah, yeah, just explain a little yeah. bit about what you went through. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned before, um, I don't know if you're a new listener, um, and even if you're not, um, um, I'll go ahead and just let you know. So when I was 17, well, first, I pl- I've played softball my whole life, like I think ever since I was five or six. Mm, okay. Anyway, and I yeah. play, you know, I played different sports. I played volleyball, basketball, soccer. I've played everything. Softball was my my sport like that was my love um and of course i coach softball now um um when i was uh 17 so it was in the summer before my senior year my mom suddenly passed away Hmm. and she um was a huge obviously part of my life she's my mom but a huge part of my softball life as well Mm um i mean both parents were for sure um but she Gosh, I think she was, I don't think she ever missed any of my games. She was always like the scorekeeper for some of my teams that I was on. Um, my, everyone knew her and she was just always there and like my number one fan, my biggest supporter. Um, and so I think what happened was, um, you know, obviously it's, if as a teenager, if you've never, I've had never struggled, I had no one close to me had ever passed away except for maybe like grandparents when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, I think I struggled with her death the most when I was playing softball or like around softball season. Okay, um, that and really so makes that, sense, yeah. yeah, um, and so anyway, um, uh, and it was weird because I, well, it was hard because I already, I had already equated my self-worth, go back and listen to our self-worth episode. Episode um, five. Five, yeah. yeah. I equated my self-worth with how I played already. Softball was just my identity, you know, back then. Sure. So to not have her there threw me off, like completely threw me off on a whole nother level, like emotionally and sure. mentally. Right. Um, just because I didn't, I it was, you know, a part of, I, that I felt like a part of me was gone because she wasn't there. Right. And so, um, um, and it didn't like if I kind of mostly would not show my emotion too much in games, but I do remember one game in particular. Um, so this was a few years later. Um, I was playing uh, junior college ball, and it was on the weekend of were Mother's we, were Day. Where were you playing? Oh, I was at Merced College. Got it. Okay, yeah, Merced cool. College. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was on the weekend of Mother's Day, of course, that we uh, were playing. Um, I think yeah. I, I don't know if it was on Mother's Day or it was right before or right after it was just right around that time mm-hmm. um and i was pitching that game and um uh, i was also i also batted um and so i remember um one of the innings that we were up i was the third out i think i grounded out i can't remember what i did mm-hmm. um and then all of a sudden i just remember feeling so overwhelmed that so the inning was over and I just like put my, you know, I put my equipment off to the side and I like went be like on the side of the dugout, kind of away from the crowd mm, and away okay. from my teammates. And sure. I just like cried, like I just broke down. Mm. Like it was one of those things where it kind of was catching up to me anyway. And, sure. um, it, it was, I was just so overwhelmed. Uh, and, um, and I remember my coach, um, came out and he, he found me and he, he, he just hugged me and all he said was, it's your mom, isn't it? And I'm like, and I didn't have to say anything. And he just, like, you know, and then wow. he hugged me yeah. and then he's like, are you okay to go back out? Do you want me to put someone else in? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pitching. I totally forgot that I was pitching. Oh like, no. That's how. You're just so overwhelmed. I was just so, yeah, I was so out of it. Like I, t- wow. I totally like walked off the field to oh, cry no. <laughs> thinking that I didn't, I was like, no, I don't know why I just forgot I was pitching. So sure. my infield was like waiting for me anyway. So I went back out. I weren't, I was like, no, I can, I'm good. I'm good. And so I went back out and pitched. But that was just, I just wanted to share that example with on the level that it affected me um, the most um, when I was playing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't really have that, those um, overwhelming emotional feelings off the field. Hmm. A lot of it was on the field and my, um, and just softball and sports and my teammates and coaches in general um, was just a big part of helping me deal with all of that. Got it. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and I've always been an emotionally slow processor anyway. Okay. Um, and so I hadn't really gone through the stages of her grief right after it took, it like took, like I said, chunks, like during softball season when I would like slowly, yeah, it would just come out. Yeah. So I think it took me a few years to go through that grief, like little by little. 
Um, but, um, I mean, with that being said, um, you know, just dealing with that adversity. Um, and at the time I didn't really think of it as like how, how we're talking about it now, like facing adversity with sports and with teams. I just, you know, sometimes would just think like, Oh, this is just my deal. Like, this is just my thing I'm going through. Hmm. But, um, but no, like my, I mean, my teammates were there for me. Um, my coaches were there for me. Um, the, uh, the families of my teammates, I had like, um, you know, just, I, I had help along the way, Mm -hmm. but, uh, um, just, uh, I get, so I've always been, I've always been an athlete my whole life. So I've kind of have known how to, um, just be strong and mentally, you know, mentally tough. Like I was taught to be those things and to take the wins and the losses and to learn from that. And so I kind of knew, I kind of knew and understood that adversity, but dealing with my mom, I was trying to figure out how to equate my mom's death with that concept, with that adversity. Like it was hard to cross over in terms of here's here, we just lost a game. So this is what we need to fix. And oh, over here, okay, you know, I don't have a mom anymore. So how mm-hmm. do I deal with that? So it was, you know, I tried to cross it over, but it was very, it was difficult. Um, but I, can't I had, imagine. Yeah. but I had, um, but I did have help along the way, which is awesome Yeah. because yeah. what's well, something you had mentioned earlier was that it, it takes a village of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. hopefully, you know, in your life, hopefully you have a village right. of people. So, yeah. you know, in that circumstance, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like the coach was the only person you looked to. Right. Not just one coach. Not just it, one coach. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. like, it was my, yeah, like it was my high school coach, mm-hmm. my, uh, tr- my travel coaches. Cause I was on, at the time when it happened, I had my high school team, but I was also, I was playing travel ball. So I had my travel coaches, all those coaches and teammates. And then of course, and then I had my college coach. Um, so right. all those coaches Got helped it. me. So, but you did. So, and this is something that we, we kind of discussed before we started recording. So you played at Merced College, but then you went to Kansas City and played at a school there. Yeah. But there was like a, a massive kind of shift in how there you process was. the adversity, right? Because yes. that community that you had developed right. at home wasn't there anymore. Right. And it didn't necessarily, it didn't really transfer to this, this new school where there's new people, new right. teammates, new coaches. Yeah. Um, so how, I guess, how did, how difficult was that? So it's interesting because, okay, so just, yeah. So Josh and I were talking about this before we started recording and I actually like, didn't even think about it until we started, like it, it just dawned on me. So this is just Hmm. new kind of uh, new perceived light in my brain anyway, that I get to share with all of you. So, (laughs) so just dealing with her death at home with all the teams I was on. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just being in that community and all of those teams and coaches and all the parents even, um, knew me, knew my family, obviously knew what happened. And, um, it was one of those things where I didn't have to explain myself or, um, you know, uh, go into detail of talking about it or, or whatnot. They just kind of, they just knew and they were just there for me. They just knew that, um, you know, if, like I said, like my coach, like when I went off and started crying, like, I can't imagine what some other coaches, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Like, not that coaches are heartless, but yeah, but just like if no one knew or no one knew the, um, level of what I was struggling with. So anyway, so, you know, he had compassion and he was just very good about, um, helping me and helping me deal with it. And Mm -hmm. just the way he was talking to me. So I had that community there with, um, with my teams and my coaches helping me. And then I go, you know, halfway across the United States to a different mm-hmm. state and, um, to a different team. Um, and I, and they, and they knew, I, th- I think to my knowledge and to be honest, that was a long time ago. So sometimes I'm like, I don't remember, right, but, sure. um, yeah. And I think they knew, but, um, it wasn't the same level of support. Um, I don't remember, and not that I expect this, expected this, but I don't remember a ton of questions being asked to get to know me in terms of like my background and um, what happened, maybe how it happened, like, you know, and so I didn't, um, yeah, I struggled over there. I ended up um, actually coming, I was only there for six weeks and I only played fall ball there. And then I ended up kind of dropping my classes and mm-hmm. just coming home and just, to, you know, to be with my dad too. And um, 
so I think like so like I said when we were talking about it just now it just dawned on me like oh my gosh like I think that was a part of why I um, struggled over there and just felt the need to I need to go back to my community of my supporters because I didn't have the support there not that that's anyone's fault or that I'm blaming you know like I'm not I was never mad I think I I was in a different element back then I didn't even think about that part until until now but I didn't have that support over there the way I did at home right well and obviously speaking as a third party not being involved in it at all it it does seem like it maybe was uh you had I guess you had to face it in a different light you know what I'm saying so when you were here um obviously you had to face it because it was this is where it happened it was fresh you had all these people around you right so you know they were able to just provide that that support from day one right but then you go to a new program a different state Right. You don't have that anymore, so yeah. you're kind of left to face the adversity uh, by yourself, which right. the bottom line is, the, I guess the reality of life is that that's the case for probably a lot of people. Some people, maybe, yeah. they don't have the support system of coaches or family or anything like that. Right. So, um, you know, what would you, I guess, what would you recommend for, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but what yeah. would you recommend for someone in that situation. So maybe they don't have a, a coaching staff that's just always around them or teammates that are there for them. How would you, how would you, um, I guess, advise that person, how they deal with it? Like a new person coming in to a program? Yeah. Or just in general, like if, if okay. someone's dealing with some kind of adversity, but maybe they don't have a strong support system around oh, them. So see, say we're, so maybe you're talking about a, an athlete, a student athlete okay. that maybe comes from a, a broken home, maybe not the gotcha. best home life. Maybe right. they just, other than like their teammates, mm. there isn't much there. And they gotcha. kind of, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I think yeah, some yeah, people, okay. some people would just feel like, I, I feel like I'm on an island. Right. I wish I had people here to have my back, right. but I, I just don't feel like I do. So okay. when it comes to dealing with adversity that way, right? what would you suggest? Oh gosh. Because um, I feel like your story kind of, you kind of have, you kind of, you've kind of seen it from both sides. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, and it's hard at that. I mean, Okay, and sure. so if I go back to how I was, which I think I think most teenagers are like this, because I was I was a teen- teenager when it happened, and then of course when I got to college, I wasn't a teenager anymore, but I think I still had that mentality, is that I was stubborn and I didn't want to bother or burden anyone by talking about it, and so I never I never asked for help, like I never like I think maybe like right after it, like it, like as soon as it happened, I think I reached a court, like I think I reached out to a couple friends, like hey, can I go to lunch? Just want to talk. Sure. But other than that, I always had people coming to me, and you know, being there for me without me having to ask. So in terms of someone coming in and not having anyone, um, I in my advice would be to just find somebody, even sure. if it's one person. But that's not to say um, that that one person needs to carry your load. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's right. it's it's hard because it's like that. I just I can't imagine because I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that support, that community back at home. Because uh, you know, look, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like right. <laughs> I saw the huge difference of not having that support there. Um, I guess, well, and like, I guess what I would have said to myself back then too, um, is to just, is to just talk about it. Which is good for, uh, I think coach, sorry, not to cut you off, but I think it's good. A good thing for maybe coaches to think about, Mm. um, as far as when you're coaching and when you're dealing with your athletes and when you're dealing with people, I guess people in general, really, that. This is again why we've always said it's really good to get to know your athletes. Yeah, not just absolutely. not just see them as hey number yeah. three who plays shortstop or you know number one who's our right. our quarterback. Right. Actually knowing who the person is. Right. Because there's a potential that you as a co- a coach or you as a coaching staff mm-hmm. you may you might be the person's best shot at you know having getting right. help. Yeah. Or with uh-huh. dealing with whatever they're struggling struggling with, yeah. you may be the one person they can look to, right. and maybe they don't even realize it yet. Yeah. But hopefully, you as a coach are, um, you know, be supportive. You're there for your team, right. your uh, your athletes, and then they know that okay, if something were to happen, right. I don't feel like I have anybody else in my life, but I do feel like coach has my right. back, and maybe I can talk to them. Right. And I think that's important for coaches to think about yeah. and um because it is it's big it's just bigger than a game it's it's light it's everyday life real right. life that happens right and so if you have an athlete such as yourself in right. that type of situation 
um, you know, hopefully they have a, a, an amazing community around them. But the bottom line is sometimes they're faced with adversity right? and they might feel like they're alone. They may right. actually be alone. And so right. you as a coach, um, you know, I think can play a really big role in that. And yeah. that doesn't, we've talked about it before. It doesn't mean that, like you said, you don't have to take on that entire burden yourself. Right. right. Sometimes it's unwise in my opinion right. to, to try to do it. I think what you have to do is kind of assess the situation and yeah. say, okay, you know what? I can be here. I can be a listening ear for this athlete, yeah. but if there's if there was maybe some more help that you know yeah. would be required, maybe you need to talk to a school counselor. Yeah, um, you know someone. Yeah. Maybe you can point them in the right direction. I think as right. long as you're in that moment, you're a leader and you're either helping them, listening to them, and then maybe pointing them in the right direction. Right. Um, you don't feel like you need to take on all of that by yourself. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Because that can be a lot. Because I can't imagine one person or one coach taking on all of what was going on in my head and all these, you know, emotions. Sure. Um, just as one athlete. Just as one athlete. So if they yeah. do that for other athletes as well, then you're taking on, you know, yes. 15, oh, 20, totally. you know right. what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah, it's like, all it's of It's a them. lot for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's just, just goes back to what we've talked about before. It's so important as coaches to really get to know your athletes. Um, right. Obviously, it's important to know their skill level and like, sure. you know, how, you know, how hard they can hit the ball, you know, for talking about softball, um, right. or how many, three, you know, how many uh, three pointers they can make talking about basketball, but to really get to know them on a personal level in mm -hmm. terms of like, how's your home life? What's going on at home? Like, how, you know, what do you do? Like, it's just, it's so important to know them. Um, I just, I remember, um, I won't, you know, I won't say any names, but just particular athletes that we've had in the past, um, you know, coming in as freshmen or transferring um, just from a local school. And right up, my coaching staff was so good. Like my coach right away, she she knew um, information about them that we needed to know. Mm, you need to know that this important. player's yeah. parent like is not in their life or this player's. Wow. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Grandpa like just passed away or that, you know, um, this player's. Um, you know, mom is kind of in and out of their life. You know, I'm just, I'm just making things up right now. Some of, you know, some of those were true. Some of those weren't with my players, but sure. just things like that. Like we kind of knew we knew. And so that was really good for us to know in terms of like, and then, so for me, I, since I have been there in terms of like, I, you know, I lost a parent, I started to like, I would look for, signs even just like physical signs from my players um i would i personally would study them in terms of like how they acted um um on the field practice games um i would note study their character mm -hmm. if you know like if they're pretty even tempered and pretty like hard working and then i would notice that they made a mistake i could see like it in their face that right. they're struggling with more than just that error right that because that was me that was me behind the dugout you know <laughs> i did yeah. yeah everything was like and so i i have reached i remember i've reached out to a couple of my players before kind of digging into them like you know what's wrong oh i mean i did this i made this error and i'm like okay cool but what's wrong you know and so right. I've, I've approached some, yeah sure. i've approached some of my athletes before um that's so, good yeah so that's just what that was just my takeaway in terms of um I was that athlete that wouldn't talk about my stuff. And so I'm going to, you know, and so I, I could, so that's what I would do as a coach is I would study them and see if there was something else that was bothering them in terms of not just on the field, because that goes down to a whole deeper level. Right. That's what I was dealing with. No, that's really good yeah. because I, th yeah, that's interesting. Cause you can really, I think you really can use what they or how that your athlete competes on the field or how they deal with adversity on the field. Yeah. And it probably does, to a certain extent, give you some insight on how they deal with adversity off the field, yeah. which, as much as we love to win, yeah, is more important. Right. Is, you know what they're dealing with off the right. field. So, absolutely, that's good. So, you know, as you're as they're competing, you can use that and yeah. kind of use. See, okay, they're they're. This is how they handle things. This is right. how they deal with you know winning. This is how they deal with losing. You yeah. know, success, failure, and it does give you an insight in yeah. that. So that being said obviously this terrible situation with your mom, mm -hmm. you know, years later you become a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've touched on a little bit about how you, it, you know, seeing it from that perspective, perspective has yeah. allowed you to like maybe see some signs. Yeah. Um, I mean, does that, does that come up often? Like as you've, as you've coached? Um, you know, it didn't, it, it not often, but, um, I with, uh, let me explain it this way. 
within me, I was often looking for it, it, especially during my first year of coaching. Right. Um, I was the coach that would, you know, pull the one girl aside who the co- all the other coaches were getting frustrated with. Yeah. And, and and then that was and I could just I could just see it. I don't know. I can't. It's hard to explain in terms of I can just see it on their faces that something's wrong with their mannerisms, with just how, um, like I said, like I just mentioned. So I would pull them aside and you know just kind of talk with them. Um, and so that doesn't happen often when they actually say, yeah, something else is wrong. Um, it's happened, but not often. Um, sure. And nothing alarming. You know what right. I'm saying? I haven't had to call CPS or anything. Like nothing no, 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 to no. that extent, yeah, but no. just something that they were dealing with. Um, and so, but I was constantly looking. I found, found myself constantly looking for it. Um, and right. oftentimes it was nothing. It was like, no, I'm just, I'm just pissed that I made that mistake or no, right. I'm just whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I move on. I don't press anymore. Sure. But so I found myself constantly looking for it. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, then they would, then it would, they would come out and vent about something or say something. And, um, I, I think it helped them. I would like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it wouldn't happen that often, but I was constantly looking for it. <laughs> Right. As a coach. And I think it's just gonna, it's kind of just going to be a part of who you are yeah. for the rest of your life. Right, because right. It's such, just... a, such a difficult experience mm-hmm. to deal with. But, you know, luckily you had an incredible support system around you. Yeah. So I think when that happens, it really does. And you've kind of turned it into not a positive thing, but you've used that situation for yes. a positive thing. Absolutely. And so you're trying to, to help others with mm-hmm. your coaching or your training and all of that. Right. And I think that's really important. And, you know, something I was going to mention earlier, um, I think it's episode 14. It's one of our more recent ones with Nick, uh, Nick O'Sullivan. Yeah. He's a Spartan athlete, an incredible athlete, Mm -hmm. incredible guy. Um, His whole story has to deal with adversity and how he overcame. And, um, you know, something that was really interesting to me was, so you weren't there that day, but Mm -hmm. uh, Harper was the guest host with Mm -hmm. me that day. Yeah. And... He's a he's a big part of Nick's story and kind of mentoring mentoring him and guiding him through right. that, and um, you know one of the things that really stuck out that both Jason and Nick said was one of the biggest benefits was, uh, or I guess one of the biggest things in that moment of you know that moment of like that 180 turn that he yeah. had was uh, Harper's vulnerability. Wow. So as as a mentor as a coach. Right. He had this very vulnerable moment with him, saying, "Hey, mm. this, this is these are some of the areas that I struggle with." Mm. And it, as you talk to your athletes from that perspective, right, it really does kind of put their guards down. It will allow you to be in their lives more, right. And so um, I think it's really important. And again, like we said before, it's not always it's not always like you've said, okay. I've dealt with a ton of adversity. You know, right. my mom passed away, or, or you know, I've dealt with. Um, alcoholism, whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be anything major like that, but I think right. as a coach, if you're uh, vulnerable and honest with your athletes and you share your life experiences, yeah. whether they're good or bad or you know, right. in between, that's really that's really beneficial for your athletes, I think both yeah. on and off the field. Yeah. And um, I think your impact is gonna be far greater than, you know, if you're just if you're just there, hey, here to practice, nothing else. Right. It's not gonna have that much of an impact and it's probably not gonna create that much of a, right. a team culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if, if we're looking at the bigger picture of how to, you know, mold these athletes as people and how and to help them deal with life, yeah, I think that that's a big, a big part. And um, well, and I just want to add, like, I, my mom's, my mom's death, kind of, because I was forced to face that at a young age, I was kind of like am now able to face other things um, that um, you know big. Uh, adverse things that happened in my have happened in my life that have since happened. Sure. And it's kind of that mentality of I got through my mom's death, I can get through this. Mm. You know, and and it's not to try to compare it like adversity. It's almost hard. You can't really compare different adversity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can, I guess. You can, you but can. it doesn't really make sense, right? Cuz it's right. It's, it's each person handles it differently. Yes. They see it differently. Yeah, right. so it's hard to compare the two. So, um so that but I mean, it, I think what I like my takeaways from it is that, you know, although I don't understand why it happened, um, which can be a like never ending drain to try to understand mm. why mm-hmm. those things happen, um, off the field things happen, but it has, um, helped me become resilient 
Um, and what I learn, I try to teach my athletes too. Um, you know, it's helped me to like, kind of help me step back and be more patient as well mm. with, um, my athletes right. and my teammates and life in general. And, um, that's help, good. Yeah. And just, um, you know, levels of determination and persistence, um, and just having, um, and this is like so mushy, but just having love for my teammates and my sure. athletes and coaches and, you know, right. and whatnot. Cause it kind of made me look at the big picture of life. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, so. I think that's great. I think, yeah, yeah if you can, uh, you know, I think adversity can either, you can take it, take something away from it and right. kind of try to change it and use yeah. it in a positive way. Yeah. Or I think it can, I, I feel like if you don't, a lot of times it will, uh, it'll crush you. Yeah. You know, it's a, I think it's a difficult thing, especially something that's that life altering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of heaviness to carry. And if, right. you know, I think trying to find something to take away from it. And like you said, mm-hmm. if it made you stronger and you tried to spin it in a positive way to help affect others and mm-hmm. maybe, um, help them through those difficult times. And that's, right. that's the best thing. I think it's going to be more beneficial for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so, yeah. um, so that, again, there's a lot, I feel like sometimes with these topics, it's such a broad right. topic that there's a lot of different directions yeah. we go, can go. Yeah. A lot of our guests, I feel like have, have had, have had moments of adversity. So, right. um, but thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. I, we, yeah. we appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, no problem. So yeah. that being said, yeah. Where can they find us? They, you guys can find us that, oh my gosh, that ended like on a serious note. We got to do something silly now. <laughs> It was, it was a song. I was going to say, uh, should I sing? What should I sing? I don't know. You should pick the song. <laughs> you don't want that. No, our gut, you got, no, our listeners need to pick the song. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So pick that, a song. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> what, what would you have sang? Oh gosh. Um, I, <laughs> I love Justin Timberlake. So any of his songs, it, do you have a favorite? Um, I love, I can't stop the feeling. I love that song. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. That, that would be a very positive note. <laughs> there you go. Okay. We'll pretend like I sung it and then I won't. Okay. So they, you guys can find us. Maybe we'll just insert a clip of uh, the actual yeah. song there and say, oh, that was amazing. Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded just like him. And then we'll get pulled down for some copyright, some, you know, nonsense. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's a much better way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> just us being our weird selves and going yep. off on tangents. Okay. You guys can find us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn. Did I miss anything? YouTube. 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 Okay. Yeah, search. YouTube. We have, I mean, yeah. a lot of our speakers, I feel, have had moments of, of adversity. And it's kind of like Inky mm. Johnson, David right. Goggins. Um Eric Thomas, a lot of the speakers that have been there. And we, we have clips of each of those speakers. So, um, yeah, that'd be a good place to go, actually, okay. considering this topic. You know, they've all, all right. dealt with that stuff. Yeah. So go check out some videos. Go check them out. Yep. And I think that's it. And that's it. Yep. Okay. Please go uh, <laughs> uh, rate or download, listen, and review the podcast on iTunes. Um, but you can listen to it in pretty much anywhere podcasts are right. listened to and downloaded. Yeah. So Subscribe. Yep. yep. Please subscribe. And like yeah. I said, we always appreciate the reviews. So, yeah. um, leave comments. Yes. Leave, leave comments. Give me a song request. I'm not joking about this. Yeah. Yeah. Please do that. So I would love to hear what song you pick. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, we don't want to No. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the reason we haven't <laughs> we gotten don't anything. Know. They don't know. They don't know. Well, that's another thing they don't know because I haven't that's sung. A good point. Okay. We need to stop. <laughs> now you know what, now that, that's what kind of really threw me up for a loop I, I, I was always thinking man no one's no one's saying anything to us I know, about the like, song request it's like, like we've got another feedback yeah but not the song request I know we and to, now I'm starting to wonder if that's the reason I need to start practicing I will because I always forget until we get here okay I do too actually <laughs> maybe maybe I don't want to hear you say <laughs> that was me uh, but yeah <laughs> so mad at you okay oh no <laughs> we'll still that, be back next week <laughs> okay yes we'll be back next week okay yeah. bye guys see ya <laughs>